This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you want to be a part of the show, at game day, C-L-E. At game day, C-L-E. Daryl, um, you know, you look at the money and you see what the, the Browns are doing here and you're wondering, man, how are they doing this? Are they writing checks that are going to um, cause problems in the future? So um, where are they with this, especially after signing Njoku? Um, uh, this last week, and and how much money they've been, you know, just dishing out left and right to Sean Watson. It's it's hard not to look at this and go, man, they got a lot of money. Yeah, they do. It's it's good to have uh, Jimmy Haslam's deep pockets. Uh, you know, you can say a lot of things about the Cleveland Browns as far as the results that they've gotten over the years on the field uh, under the the Haslam ownership. But one thing you can never say is that the the Haslams are cheap when it comes to their payroll. You know, last season they outspent everybody uh, in the National Football League and did not make the playoffs. And this year they are on pace again to outspend everybody uh, in the NFL once again. And uh, you got to think at some point uh, the the Haslams are going to want some return uh, on their investment. And when I say return on their investment, uh, that means uh, wins. Um, But uh, this offseason alone, they have committed uh, well over $360 million in guaranteed money, signing bonus money alone, right? Th- these are, you know, thanks for, uh, you know, signing on the dotted line here. Here's a check for you. Signing bonus money alone, Andy, over $80 million. In cash this offseason in signing signing bonus, uh, just a, a, an incredible uh, offseason spending spree by Andrew Barry uh, and, and the Browns. It, it really is. Um, I, I just I can't fathom having eighty dollars in my wallet, let alone writing right. checks for eighty <laughs> million dollars. That's a lot of zeros, baby. And a lot of those dollar bills went to Deshaun Watson, who got nearly uh, $45 million from the Browns to uh, uh, to sign here. As far as a signing bonus goes, Denzel Ward, of course, the other former draft pick. And I guess this is another positive here. Uh, the Browns drafted David Njoku. You mentioned he was 19 years old, 19, 20 years old when they drafted him out of the U. It was just his second year uh, at the position. He was a first-round pick, 29th overall, but drafted as a developmental player. And, and you're right, we, we forget uh, a lot of that. But uh, Denzel Ward, of course, uh, selected fourth overall uh, in the uh, 2018 draft, got the big uh, $100 million a contract extension from the Browns, $20 million of that 
came in a signing bonus. They gave uh, around $8 million in signing bonus to Jadavian Clowney. Uh, and you might wonder why the signing bonuses are so big. And the answer is simple because for computation purposes of the salary cap, you can spread that signing bonus over the the length of the contract. So uh, basically, uh, for some quick, easy math for you, Denzel. Let's take Denzel Ward, right? Uh, you know, five-year uh, contract. He got a twenty million signing bonus. That means only four million uh, of that counts against the salary cap this year. So. Uh, his cap hit for this year is only $5 million. Meanwhile, the Browns will write over $21 million in checks to him, okay? His base salary is a million, and this is where so many got it wrong about Deshaun Watson and trying to say that the Browns intentionally structured his contract in a way that prevented him from suffering much financial penalty for uh, a suspension, and and while it might look that way on the surface, it's a very lazy take But th- because this is how the organization historically structures their big contracts. The base salary ends up being like a veteran minimum, around a million bucks, and everything else comes right. in a signing bonus. And the reason for that is so that they could spread that out over the length of the contract. Jadavian Clowney's contract that they gave him which he can make up to $11 million, uh, including his uh, performance bonuses, right? Well, uh, of the the base money that he got, of the guaranteed money he got, they gave him $8 million in signing bonus, and then they added a bunch of voidable years. I think they added four voidable years, if my memory serves me correctly, onto his contract, and that is so that they could pay him 10 11 million dollars in cold hard cash but his cap hit for this year is only like three and a half million bucks see this is nfl accounting 101 for you so that is why they are able to spend this kind of money in cash but maintain this salary cap space now let's be honest about it as you get deeper into some of these multi-year deals right that cap space is going to start to disappear rather quickly. But for accounting purposes right now, <laughs> they got plenty of room uh, to play with. And again, remember, you get to roll over your unused uh, cap space. That is, I think, one of my favorite features of the collective bargaining agreement, Andy, is the rollover feature uh, that they put in place after 2011. Any unused cap space, you get to roll over so you can spend even more. And a big reason that was done is to allow teams more ability to spend cash because the whole purpose is is to put cash in veteran players' pockets because it used to be all the rookies would come in and make the money and only your superstar players would get the money. Well, now what you've seen over the last decade or so in the NFL is the rookies have a set wage scale and now these veteran players uh, like David Njoku are able to get their piece of the pie. Yeah, a lot of that was set up by Joe Banner, who spent time here in Cleveland. That you know, they a lot of people said one of the rewards for Banner coming up with some of this this rookie cap that was there was for them to kind of hook him up with Jimmy Haslam and 
for him to come in here and be, you know, it, one of the, the leaders of the Browns franchise. So it is interesting to see how that has changed and how that is implemented right now with the way that rookies get paid and the way veterans get paid. Although, Daryl, I do think one of the things that happened with Deshaun Watson and all this money is that the NFL found themselves in a position or finds themselves now in a position where if you've got the cash and you're willing to put it in the escrow account by giving guaranteed money, that you're going to be a game changer. I mean, NBA and, and Major League Baseball have always been doing this, right, because of guaranteed money. Now the Haslams have completely pushed the envelope on giving away guaranteed money that's got to be sitting there in cash in escrow. Like, I don't see how some of the owners that are living day-to-day, like, you know, when Art Modell owned the team, you know, it was his 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 sole provider of income, and it was, you know, one of the reasons why he ended up having to move the team to Baltimore, one, because he was a complete idiot, and two, um, because he needed the cash and wanted to hang on to his franchise for his son who never ended up with the team anyway. So, sorry about getting in my soapbox there for a little bit. But I just – I look at it and I wonder – when you put the pressure on the way the Haslam's did by giving guaranteed money, by having to put that money in the escrow account, what that's going to do to some of the owners that don't have as much money. Like, I I think it's going to push some guys out. There's gonna, There are going to be owners that can't afford to have these teams anymore. I think it's just set up an entirely new paradigm for what's happening. Mike Brown is in trouble, I think in Cincinnati based on this kind of movement. How is he going to be able to compete by keeping Joe Burrow? It's going to have to be a lot of hometown discounts and a lot of faith between ownership and players. You can either have faith or you can have hard, cold cash, and the Browns have the hard, cold cash to back it up. Well, a couple of things you have to look at. One, the league's shared revenue pool is going to continuously increase here, right? As streaming becomes more prevalent, Uh, The Amazon Prime deal kicks in this year. So that's new money for the NFL. Uh, Sports gambling revenue is going to kick in here too. And and as more states, including the state of Ohio, who will go online next January in 2023, uh, as more states come online with uh, sports gambling, that, again, becomes more shared revenue and cash that gets distributed among the teams. So I, I, I will disagree with you about NFL owners right now being in trouble. I understand what you're saying about the escrow account. But I'm saying the, lo- the lower-end owners, the right. owners that don't have as much cash but as, here's, as the guys that do. And here's why I disagree with you, because not only okay. is the revenue pool going to increase for these teams and the, act- the actual cold, hard cash that goes to them every year as, as, their, as you know their share – but they're going to change the rules, okay? The rules are going to get changed. Ah. That That's what's going to happen here um, because it is an antiquated rule. And, and I think the NFLPA will also be on board with that because the reason that rule was put in place was to protect the players from signing, signing bad contracts and, and not, you know, uh, the owners not – Paying them, right? It, it basically, okay. it, 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 similar to collateral, right? You go for a loan, the bank wants collateral, uh, right? You know, well, you don't need the collateral because you see uh, through the revenue streams the money that's going to each team. Okay, 
Okay. So I think Mike Brown, you know, he will be among the owners. Mark Davis, owner of the Raiders, will also be in that group because even after moving the Raiders to Las Vegas, Mark Davis is still, I think, one of the poorest owners in the NFL. But you're going to see some of these owners that don't have the deep pockets that the Haslam's have. And remember, the Haslam's, the reason the Haslam's have the deep pockets is because of the, the sale of Pilot Flying J, uh, the eventual sale there to uh, Warren Buffett's company, uh, Berkshire Hathaway, okay? Right. Um, so that's, you know, the Haslam's have that, that cash on hand. Whereas, as you mentioned, guys like Mike Brown, Mark Davis, you know, Biscotti and Baltimore, they might not have $250 million that they can afford to throw in an escrow account to guarantee all of these contracts that they have handed out. Um, but I think what will happen is, is that rule will get changed here in a year or two. So I'm not worried about the Bengals ability to retain Joe Burrow I think that that absolutely 100% is going to happen I think Biscotti will have the ability if they can negotiate with Lamar Jackson and get something done I think they will have the financial ability to keep him in Baltimore just as the you know it all depends whether or not Lamar wants to stay there long term but I do think that that funding rule that escrow funding rule will ultimately get changed and the reason why again is the league revenue uh, it just—it's amazing to me. The NFL continuously prints money, and they're going to continue printing money for years to come. You're going to see their their annual revenues continuously expand. So cash on hand is not going to be a problem, even for some of these uh, less wealthier owners. All right, we're going to roll on with the money game. Also, some updates on some stories that we've been talking about on the podcast as well. He is Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. And you are listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. We love having you on board. Remember to tell your friends about it as well. What a great way to kind of hang out with us and, and hear some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that's going on with the Browns and everything else that uh, that you love about this team and the NFL as well. And if you like what you're listening to, remember to subscribe to the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland feed. We love having you on board. All right, back with more of the money game and some updates on some other stories that we've been talking about. 